when your mouth doesn't stop running, people, that's what they call shooting the shit. Welcome to 2023. Christmas. Happy New Year. It's been a while since I've talked to you. I know it sucks. Like I said before, though, I'm getting into a point where I'm going to get a hold of you and talk to you. I'm going to do my podcast whenever the fuck I please. I ain't rushing out there and putting it out weekly. You know why? I have a following and I love you people who follow me. I do. I love you very much. Thank you for following me. And if you can, push it out even more and get your friends interested in listening to me. You know, basically, I do this and I told you. I give you some information. I throw my spin on it. I give you my ideology, my opinion, and that's all it is. I'm basically just fucking venting to you on whatever the hell's going on in the world, uh, in your country, in your fucking state, in your backyard, whatever the news of the day is. I might speak up on it. I might let you know. It's been a while. There's a lot of news. Uh, I'm not going to cover it all, but I'm going to cover some. What the hell? Let's get it started, huh? Let's start out with it has been, you know, we're going to kind of bump off politics a little bit. Not not totally today. We'll be on politics, but let's jump into DeMar Hamlin. Buffalo Bills DeMar Hamlin last week. I mean, I don't know if anybody was watching that game. I'm sure a lot of you were. Monday Night Football. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's the Buffalo Bills. What I seen in that game on the field, and I played sports, and I'm very interested in all sports. I love baseball, hockey, football. I love it all, okay? Not as big on basketball as I used to be, but I love it all. That was the scariest. <sighs> that that probably ties the most scariest moment I've ever seen in sports. Before that, the only other scary moment was quite a few years ago when the goalie in the NHL got his jugular cut from a skate, and and, uh, and he would if they didn't react quick enough, he would have bled right out right there on the ice. That was scary too. Uh, reactions by personnel and all in that case helped him out, and in this case, just they spent over nine minutes trying to resuscitate Demar, and I am so thankful to God that. He pulled through through this. I mean, the guy's doing fantastic considering 
he basically was dead on the field. His heart stopped. He was hit at the right moment, the right time to stop his heart. And it's scary. It's funny you say the right moment, right time. It's timing. It doesn't mean it's right. It just It's just that's how the heart works. I mean, that's why it's not as huge in football because you're protected in your chest, chest slightly by that, that, that your, your, your uh, shoulder pads and they come down across the front of your chest. But the way he hit and the other guy's shoulder hit his chest exactly at the right moment at the right time. Oh, excuse me, man. Sorry, my coffee. Um, it, it just, it stopped his heart and he dropped. It's funny because anybody watching it's all make the hit. He got up and he stood there for a split second and then just backwards poof, and he was out. And and watching it, like I, I was paying attention. I wasn't paying. I'm going, what's going on? They went to a commercial and they come back and all of a sudden there's ambulance. Everybody's around them, you know, players and staff are, 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 are in tears. They're watching this, 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 this come out on this, the field and. They're performing CPR on this guy for over nine minutes, and I'm like, I just can't believe, like, it, it, it's it, it's crazy. Here's another tragedy in our country. I'm not even saying the world. Our country that brought us together again, and it was in the NFL. It was something from the NFL brought everybody in the country together. Anybody who watches NFL, anybody who, even my own mother, who she watches the Eagles because we live, we're an Eagles family. You know, I'm not, I can't say I'm, the, I, I'm a Dolphins fan. Woo, Dolphins. But... Eagles are my home team, so I do root for the Eagles. But even, you know, my own mother's like, oh, my God, this guy, DeMar Hamlin, you see what happened to him? And I'm I'm pulling behind. And it's like tragedy always brings everybody together. Why do we need tragedy to bring everyone together? Excuse me. Why are we so divided in this country? And it's scary to think about it. Like, we are completely and totally fucking divided. We are. But DeMar Hamlin... You know, he, uh, he took this hit Monday night, and he, I mean, I think everybody woke up Tuesday morning uh, watching ESPN, watching the NFL Network, watching all these these channels, and I think everybody woke up with that scaredness in their mind that they were going to get news that he had passed on. You know what I mean? And and then just to hear he keeps he, he was pulling through, he's pulling through, he's pulling through. And then by the time, you know, he wakes up and his first question written on paper was, did we win? You know, and it's like his brain actually with all that loss of oxygen and blood to his brain, he actually woke up kind of, he's not, he's not out of it. He's not through the woods yet. But I mean, this guy, they, they you know, you claim he may not ever play the game again. I think you're going to see this guy on the field again, not this year, but I think that in the future, you're going to see him on the field again, playing football. And that. That will be, I personally think, an act of God. Like an act, God looked down and said, "Nope, it's not your time. You're not ready." He has a lot of, a lot of these, uh, these good things he does with his his organizations and stuff, and making money. And his organization made an astronomical amount of money over this this whole again, a tragedy that brings everybody together. Um, but good for him. I'm so glad to see. You know, he threw out the heart thing and. I love his reaction to this week's Week 18. And Week 18 was fantastic in football. Like I said, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. So I'm going to say it right now. Thank you, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo stepped down on the field knowing that they were playing that game for DeMar. They were absolutely 100% playing that game for DeMar. And they walked out. And right off the bat, the very first play, 
they ran it back at 92 yards, 93 yards, whatever that, that return was. It was fantastic for a touchdown. And like mm. even Josh Allen, who I'm not a huge Josh Allen fan, but the tears have broken his eyes for that return. Just, just knowing that, that, that right there was another act of God. Like, oh my God. And that's exactly what fucking DeMar Hamlin, he, 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 he tweeted in his tweet was, OMFG, like, oh my fucking God, I can't believe this is happening. And not only did that happen once, it happened twice. But you know what, Buffalo? Thank you. Damar, we're all pulling through for you. The whole NFL, you know, everybody, even people who don't watch football, I'm sure heard your story and are pulling through for you. And I'm glad to see you're doing great. It's fantastic. Thank you, Buffalo Bills, for knocking New England the fuck out of my way. So my Miami Dolphins... With a shitty ass win yesterday against the Jets, and let's face it, Miami's they're they're hurt, they're struggling. You're without Tua Tagovailoa, you know your 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 team's getting beat up. You're you're using your third string quarterback because Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he looks like fucking buckwheat. Uh, I hate Teddy Bridgewater. Sorry, Teddy, but you suck. Hurt finger. He couldn't play. So you bring Thompson in, Skylar Thompson, and he sucks too. He sucks too. But our defense came up fucking huge. And thank God for Mostert, he he ran like he was on a fucking mission until he got hurt to his finger. Another finger injury, but he ran like he was on a fucking mission. And Miami pulled it through. Pulled it through at the end of the fucking game with an 11-6 fucking win over the fucking New York Jets to push them into the playoffs. Sorry, Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, you, yeah. And they're making their own fucking mistakes. Pittsburgh is one of those teams where you, you look at the team and you're like, you fucking hate the team. And I don't even like the coach. I, I really don't, but I got to give him props. Another winning season, but you didn't make the playoffs. But he's a good coach, all right? But they did something on the field, and I, I just think the players weren't thinking at that moment in time when they do it. Because I've seen this done before. We all know that there's these funky, stupid, funny victory fucking whatever they do little 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 play thing they put on in the end zone it, you know like an end zone dance but it's different like you, you've seen the guys doing the bowling thing and it knocks the other guys over and so on and so forth well there they did the cpr thing again after the guy he drops they come down they do cpr on him and i think that that i know a lot of people are criticizing the steelers for that right now i don't think that they used their heads at that moment in time i think it's just because i've seen that little victory thing done before the CPR thing. I've seen it done before. I've seen the paddle thing and all that kind of shit come out. And I think at that moment in time, they just didn't think with the situation and what happened in you know, a prior week or, or just to say Monday, you know, I, I got, I got to at least give the Steelers that much, you know, but then again, the Steelers are kind of pieces of shit because I've watched the coach trip, you know, trip a receiver down the sideline and shit like that in the past. Scumbags. But, huh, you're out anyway, don't matter. You're not in the playoffs. Sorry, assholes. Anyway, so, mm, excuse me, I'm drinking my coffee, man. I, I, I want to get this coffee out, man. You know. But, yeah, Week 18 was fantastic. Now we have a playoff picture. We know what's happening. Thing is, Miami's going to play Buffalo in round one on Sunday at one. Oh, I hope Miami can come out as, as unhurt as possible 
And hopefully Tua decides he wants to try to play. And you know what, God? I'm going to pray up to you right now, please. If he does play, let him be healthy with it. Let him not get hurt or hit. You know, so so bad to where he this concussion protocol just, I don't want to see the guy end his career because of that. And if he does, on another note, you know, God, I don't like him. I really hate him, but I think Tom Brady will be available over the uh, offseason. And I think he might like to play a last year in a nice warm environment like Miami. And Tom Brady throwing to uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and handing off to Mostert. And I, I can see a a Super Bowl run. I can see that. Mm, let's see. Let's see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going off the tracks with that one a little bit. Great. You know, we got a great playoff picture coming up. Can't wait. Eagles took the number one seed yesterday by beating the Giants. <clears throat> um, Cowboys shit the bet anyway. They look like shit yesterday. Mm -hmm. With that said, though, you know, let's move on from football. Hamlin, I'm so glad to see you doing great, dude. I'm going to throw that little heart out back at you, man. Get get better, man. We want to see you on the field next year. We do. We want to see you out there. We want to see you playing. Just just rest it out. Take take this this the rest of the season off. I don't even try to get up and get better. Stay in bed and get better. What I'm trying to say. Uh, so let's move on. Let's move on to this big stories. And you know, like I said, went through Christmas, went through uh, New Year's. We had a lot of deaths prior to it. You know. Um, a right before a couple big deaths right before the New Year's, but right after the New Year's, and I, I like to, to to talk about this one because it's uh it's one that kind of hits close to home with me because I I'm a car guy I like cars and uh rally driver man Ken Block if, if anybody's never seen even if you're not a race car guy do yourselves a favor and just download YouTube, down, you know, YouTube his, his Hoonigan Mustang videos and watch him drive. The guy was absolutely intense. And the videos are just fun to watch, just seeing him do it. But we lost Ken Block on uh, the second um, in, a, in, a, in a bad snowmobile accident. Uh, it, it, it's really sad. It, it really is sad. You know, he, 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 55 years old, and he's survived by his wife and his three children. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe one of his children were there at the time during the snowmobile accident. Um, I'll give you a quick little story. And this story comes from, uh, I'm going to say, it's Summit Daily. So that way, you know, this is I, I give you their story, and then I'll throw my spin on it. But there's nothing bad to say about it anyway. So, you know what, Summit, what is this, Summit Daily? I'm giving you a little props to begin with. So let, let's talk about it. Park City rally driver Ken Block dies in a snowmobile accident. Uh, Park City, Ken Block, uh, a Parkite professional rally driver and co-founder of the DC Shoes, which we all know who the other guy is. I mean, if you watch uh, Ridiculousness on MTV, um, uh, whatever the dude's name is, the dude that's the, the main guy on that show, he, he's the other co-founder of that. Uh, he died in a snowmobile accident in the, uh, uh, the whatever the hell it is, the, the Yunta Wachcha Kashe National Forest. I think it's Utah, somewhere around there. Uh, Monday, he was uh, 55 years old. According to the, uh, the the Wasatch County Sheriff's Office, wherever Wasatch might be, I'm not sure. Uh, Block was in the, the Mill Hollow area riding a snowmobile up a steep slope when the machine landed on top of him after upending. He was reportedly riding with a group but was uh, alone at the time of the accident. 
Uh, Ken Block was pronounced dead at the scene. The state medical examiner's office will decide the official cause of death. Uh, it's with our deepest regrets uh, that we confirm that Ken Block passed away in a snowmobile accident. Uh, Block's Hoonigan Racing Division said in a statement, Ken was a visionary, a pioneer, and an icon. And most importantly, a father and a husband. He will be uh, incredibly missed. Absolutely. Josh, uh, Josh Probst of the... Uh, Wasatch County Sheriff's Office said there weren't indications of high marking, uh, which is when snowmobiles attempt to ride up a steep slope and back down without getting stuck or flipping over. Probe said he wanted to be careful until he uh, had more information on the accident report, but he passed on some general warnings about snowmobiling after heavy snowfall. The deep powder can play a factor, Probe said. Uh, with machines these days, they're very powerful, and deep powder like that is very possible to overturn a sled or have uh, one upend, as it did in this situation. Uh, Block was uh, well known for rally car driving, uh, taking home five X Game medals and winning Rally America Rookie of the Year in 2005. He also rose to fame from his uh, uh, Gymkhana uh, videos, whatever that might be. I'm not sure. I never I have to look at them up. Gymkhana, J-G-Y-M-K-H-A-N-A. Uh, video showcasing uh, driving stunts. Hoonigan Racing Division is headquartered in Park City, according to his website. Block is survived by his wife, Lucy, and their three children. Yeah, very, very sad, sad day in the racing community. And like I said, I'm a racing fan, so seeing that Ken Block had passed away was was a shocker for me. You know, it, 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 it's crazy because growing up, you know, we were always into cars and bicycles and motorcycles and dirt bikes. And, and just, you know, when, when you lost... Big, big, big people, you know, Dave Meir passed away, by bicycle rider and all. It, it hits it hits you close because you, you look at it like these were people that I looked up to. It wasn't the football stars on the passing, you know, whether it was old uh, Miami Dolphins or, mm, excuse me, hockey players or basketball players. You always look up to them and you're in shock too. I mean, certain people do shock you a little more so than others. You know, like hearing about the passing of Michael Jackson was like, oh, what the fuck? Why he died? But then again, the guy, you know, a black guy who was actually white, all the shit that he did to himself, like, who knows? You know what I mean? Prince, same thing. But this was a shocker because of, you know, because of the interest that I have. It was a shock. And Ken, 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 uh, Ken Block, you will be missed. Them videos were fantastic to watch. And if you've never seen them, do yourself a favor and just watch cool-ass videos. Anyway, so let's move on from that story. Let's get into something else because I haven't talked about anything really in the past. And I don't even know if I talked about this in any of my past podcasts because this might have actually happened before I even was, you know, before my last podcast. The Idaho student murders um, for the, uh, I guess, whatever university that was. Let's see. Let's, let's get in what we know so far about the investigation into the Idaho college student murders. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 yeah, University of Idaho. Uh, more than six weeks after four University of Idaho students were found stabbed to death on November 13th at a uh, home in Moscow, Idaho, a suspect was taken into custody. That suspect was not far from here, just a few hours north into the, in the Pocono Mountains. Um, Brian Christopher Koberger. 28, was arrested in Pennsylvania in connection with the case and is being charged with four counts of murder. I mean, what a fucking scumbag. Absolutely a fucking scumbag. You know what it is? 
What the fuck is going on with the crime in this fucking country? I mean, I get it. We, we live now with an administration and a, a culture that's all about canceling shit out. The criminals have more power over the authority and shit like that. And I posted something earlier. And, and you know what? Let me, let me read this out because th- I posted this on social media in my own platform. And I really should post it uh, someplace else along with that. Maybe I'll put it on my Shooting the Shit podcast uh, platform on Instagram. Let me see what I got here. Let me let me go back to it really, really fast. I know I'm, I'm fucking dragging this out a little bit. Just give me one second. Okay. This is this. I posted this two years ago. Okay. Two years ago. And it, it, it speaks highly today as it ever did. Okay. It's just a saying. I think somebody else posted. I don't know if I wrote this. I may have because there's no person that, that, that it's like from somebody else's. It came right out. This morning, I realized that everything is about to change. No matter how I vote, no matter what I say, lives are never going to be the same. I have been confused by the hostility of family and friends. I look at people I have known all my life so hate-filled that they uh, agree with opinions they would never express as their own. I think that I may well have entered the twilight zone. I might have wrote this. Um, You can't justify this insanity. We have become a nation that has lost its collective mind. Uh, we see other countries going socialist and collapsing, but it seems like a great plan to us, the United States. Uh, somehow, it's un-American for the census to count how many Americans are in America. People who say there is no such thing as gender are demanding a female president. Universities that advocate equality discriminate against Asian Americans in favor of African Americans. And, and that, that I think that's referring to um, Harvard. Uh, some people are held responsible because this is, like I said, this is from two years ago. So, it, it, but it does still weigh today. Some people are held responsible for the things that happened before they were born, and other people are not held responsible for what is going on or what they are doing right now. Criminals are caught and released to hurt more people, but stopping them is bad because it's a violation of their rights. People who have never owned slaves should pay slavery repar- uh, reparations to people who have never been slaves. Doesn't make sense. After legislating gender, if a dude pretends to be a woman, you are required to pretend with him. Um, a fight that I have when it comes to men pretending to be women or whatever they think they are and then joining women's sports. Um, it was cool for Joe Biden to blackmail the president of Ukraine. <laughs> this one actually gets to me right here. He blackmailed the president of Ukraine, but it's an impeachable offense if Donald Trump inquires about it. Uh, people who have never been to college should pay the debts of college students who took out huge loans for their degrees. Another thing I fight generously about, and I have three kids, two of them, one's still in college, one just graduated college, and one will be going to college shortly in another two years. Uh, Irish doctors and German engineers who want to uh, immigrate to the United States must go through a rigorous vetting process, but any Illiterate gangbanger who jumps the southern border fence are welcomed in with open arms. $5 billion for border security is too expensive, but $1.5 trillion for free health care is not. Uh, you know, all these ominous bills that were fucking being signed, and you see all these shit riders on the back of them, and, and you just scratch your head. Nobody, you know what it is? They make these things so goddamn big that nobody wants to read them, and they just pass them through. Ah, point, you know, and pointing out all the hypocrisy somehow makes us racist. Nothing makes sense anymore. No values, no morals. Uh, 
their civility, uh, and people are dying of a Chinese virus, but it's racist to refer to as a Ch- as Chinese, even though it began in China, which is mind-boggling to me too. I mean, let's face the facts: the West Nile virus came from the West Nile. Um, we are clearly living in an upside-down world where right is wrong is wrong is right. Uh, their moral. Oh, I'm sorry, where moral is immoral and immoral is moral. Where good is evil and evil is good. Where killing murderers is where killing murderers is wrong, but killing innocent babies is right. Eh, for me, I'm I'm more pro abortion than anything. Um like I said, I'm pro abortion. I'm not I'm not pro choice, I'm pro abortion. I don't think a dumb bitch who gets fucking knocked up nine times deserves to get nine abortions. That ain't how it works. It's not a form of birth control. Uh, wake up, America. The great unsinkable ship Titanic, America has hit an iceberg, is taking on water and sinking fast. So, I, I guess, I, I, I might have copied and pasted it and implanted it. It's crazy. It really is. We, we still live in a world where it's fucking fucked up. And, and things have to change. Things are really, really out, out of whack, out of sorts in this country. And we are just allowing it to happen. You know, people turn around and say January 6th, January 6th, so fucking bad. January 6th, I think, was just a trial run to see if we are able to take back this country, even if we have to use force. The American people have had enough. Crime is through the roof, and this proves it. Here's a fucking guy, all right, a Pennsylvanian, or all the way from wherever the fuck he might be from, but he killed these four fucking students there. I mean, murdered these people, and what they'll probably do is they'll probably put this guy through a fucking vigorous trial, right? Spending thousands, oh, excuse me, thousands upon thousands of fucking taxpayers' money, putting this guy through a trial, and they'll probably give him life in prison. Life in prison, where we can only hope that somebody in the prison system will murder the fucking guy and get get him out of there and get rid of him so we don't have to pay for his ass for the rest of his living days. And I know people are like, well, what are you really paying for? Well, you're, you're still paying for this guy. You, you look... You got a building that's heated. It's air conditioning for these fucking scumbag criminals. It, it, you, you go to, to, to kill them using, you know, um, the death penalty. No, no, no. We can't do that. That's immoral. We, can, we can't hang them. That's immoral. But it was moral for him to murder four fucking students while they slept with a knife? Fucking, come on, people. What the fuck is, what, what is wrong with Americans today? What is wrong with the way you think? What, what is wrong with you? There's something mentally fucking wrong. It's fucking mentally wrong. I'm sorry to have an LGBTQ fucking parade in the middle of like New York City or wherever. And you have a bunch of grown fucking men wearing dresses with nothing underneath them. And their wigs on and their makeup on and high heels. And they're fucking prancing down there when you have little kids on the side of the street. And then they lift up their fucking dresses and they wiggle around their fucking dicks. There's something mentally wrong with a person like that. Think about this for a minute. 30 fucking years ago, around that, 25, 30 years ago, and I talked about this, I think, in an old podcast, you had the movie Silence of the Lambs, and you had Billy Bob, who everybody looked at this guy, dressed up like a girl, tucking his dick up into his fucking ass, okay, dancing around and saying, I'd fuck myself. Everybody looked at him as a fucking crazy psycho. He's a murderer. He's a psycho. You looked at him like that. Everybody in America did who saw that movie. It freaked you out. And it would still freak out people today. Except today, you know what people would say? Oh, he's only exploring his sexuality. There's nothing mentally wrong with him. You know what? Fuck you, you crazy fucking idiots. 
Fuck you if that's the way you think. So let's get back on to this fucking story. So anyway, more than six weeks after four University of Idaho students were found stabbed to death on November 13th at a home in Moscow, Idaho, a suspect was taken into custody. Brian Christopher Koberger, 28, was arrested in Pennsylvania in connection with the case and is being charged with four counts of murder. An investigator said in a court in court documents unsealed Thursday, January 5th, that Kornberger's DNA was found on a knife, a knife, a knife sheath. I'm guessing that that's the blade of the knife at the crime scene. Brett Payne, a police corporal in Moscow, Idaho, also said cell phone data shows that in the moments before the attack, he was in the area of the victim's home multiple times. This guy was a stalker. And you know what's funny? I ran into a cop. Not, I'm not stopping it again. I ran into a cop not long ago when I was getting my hair cut at a local, local barbershop that I go to. And uh, I was talking to the cop, and this was his story. And this was before anything came about or even this guy was caught. I turned around. And I said, I'll, "I'll bet you. I bet you it's some kind of stalker, because you look at two of the girls were very, very, very pretty in, in the thing. I mean, I'm sure you know. I'm not saying others ugly people, but two of the girls were very attractive, attractive enough to actually have a stalker. And I and I said that. I'm like, I bet you the guy was a stalker, and that's what it came down to. This guy was a stalker. He was stalking the home. Here's what we know so far: Who was arrested? Kornberger was arrested in Pennsylvania on a few, on a fugitive from justice warrant. Okay. Pennsylvania State Police said in a statement on Friday, December 30th, calling Kornberger a suspect in the murders. He faces four counts of first-degree murder and a count of felony burglary, Idaho officials announced. Let's scroll down. Kornberger was arraigned in Pennsylvania in front of a district judge where bail was denied and uh, remained to, uh, to Monroe County Correctional Facility. Extradition, oh, at an extradition hearing on January 3rd, he did not fight being returned to Idaho. He knows he did. He's like, he looks like a fucking stalker. Kornberger arrived in Idaho on January 4th after being uh, handed over to local authorities following a flight from Pennsylvania. He is being held at uh, Lataw County Jail. The fuck is he wearing? In the picture. They've shown him in a picture, and it looks like he's wearing a bulletproof vest, probably because there's people out there that want to fucking snipe him from the fucking rooftops. Uh, location data from Kornberger's cell phone showed he had traveled to the area of the victim's residence at least a dozen times between late June and the night of the killings, authorities said. Investigators haven't disclosed a possible motive or said whether they think Kornberger knew of any of the victims. Come on. Kylie uh, Goncleves, Madison uh, Mogan, uh, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin. (sighs) Okay, they're the victims. All right. Location data from Kornberg's cell phone showed he had traveled to the area of the victim's residence at least a dozen times between late June and the night of the killings, authorities said. But investigators haven't disclosed a possible motive or said whether they think Kornberger knew any of the victims. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Come on. Usually your stalker knows who you are. Okay. He knew the victim. On a personal note, did he ever talk to them? He had to. He had to. At least I like to think that, that he, they knew him somehow. Somehow, some way. 
All right. A law enforcement source told CBS News that Kornberger was arrested at his parents' home in Albrightsville, Pennsylvania at the time of his arrest. Kornberger was listed as a Ph.D. criminology student and teaching assistant at Washington State University's Pullman campus, which is a short drive from Moscow, Idaho. He completed a bachelor's degree at the Sales University in 2020, then did further graduate studies at the university until June 2022, a statement from DeSales confirmed. The guy was a criminology student, criminology, and he, had a, he was studying for a PhD in this, yet the guy still fucked up and couldn't get it right in a murder case that he was caught by his cell phone. And like I said, to anybody, you've got a cell phone, you're tracked, you're tracked. Your cell phone is your cell phone. You go, you sign up with T-Mobile, AT&T, fucking Verizon, whoever. They have your information. That number is to you, you. If they come across and they say, well, that person was in the vicinity of that person's house. Well, numerous times. Hmm. Okay. Does he have a cell phone on him? Now we can track him. I mean, I've said this numerous times before. People fucking like to argue with me. Well, you, you tracked anyway. Yeah. You can be tracked from a satellite. It, you know, kind of. Kind of. Not really, but kind of. Your car, everything that has any kind of computer system to it, your car, your cell phone, everything. I mean, Elon Musk wanted to put chips in your fucking brain. That would track you. You'd have to throw this thing in the trash and just run on your own into the woods and hope nobody finds you. You know, pull like a fucking John Rambo shit from, from First Blood. Go into the woods and just run. Put on a fucking burlap fucking jacket and, you know, run through there like fucking... Like Rambo, you know, he, he he's trained to eat shit that would make a billy goat puke, you know what I mean? But th- th- this guy was a criminology fucking student, It would you know, going for his PhD, and he couldn't get away with a murder. So that just goes to show you, don't commit murder, okay? Don't do it. You'll be caught. The Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology at Washington State University responded to the news of Kornberger's arrest in a separate statement, which appeared on the department's homepage on the university's website. It was dated December 31st, one day after the arrest in Pennsylvania. The Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology at Washington State University is aggrieved by the alleged uh, horrendous acts of one of its graduate students. The statement read, We are relieved that justice will be carried out. Our hearts are with the victims' families. Monroe County Chief Public Defender Jason Labar, who represented Kornberger for the uh, extradition, said Kornberger was eager to be uh, uh, exonerated and described him as an ordinary guy. He said Kornberger would be represented by the Chief Public Defender in Idaho's uh, Kutnia... God, these fucking Indian names... Kootenai, and you know what? Kootenai County wants the state. You want to get rid of fucking the, the, the Washington Redskins and all this. Oh, that's racist. They're calling them the Redskins. Yeah, but it's a football team. It's making the Redskins look to be fucking big, strong, and tough people. But oh my God, God forbid if you make them look t- strong and tough by making them an actual football team. Come on. But yet, we most of our fucking country is named after Indians. Labar previously shared a statement on behalf of the suspect's parents and two sisters uh, on New Year's Day acknowledging the arrest and the charges against him. Hornberger's family uh, said they will continue to let the legal process unfold and confirm that they have fully cooperated with law enforcement agencies in an attempt to seek the truth and promote his presumption of innocence. He is not innocent. They also recognize the family's suffering loss. 
First and foremost, we carry we care deeply for the four families who have lost their precious children. There are no words that can adequately express the sadness we feel. We pray each day for them. Kornberger's family said in a statement, which was obtained by CBS News. Uh, let's see. What happened the night of the crime? Police responded to a report of an unconscious person at, that they received around 11.58 a.m. on Sunday, November 13th. There, members of the Moscow Police Department found uh, four University of Idaho students dead on the second and third floors of the home. Uh, Madison Morgan, uh, Kylie Con, uh, Gon, Gon, Goncalves, uh, Gone Caves, something like that. And Zena um, Kernoodle and were roommates who lived in the home while the fourth victim, Ethan Chapel, did not live there but was dating, okay, Kernoodle. Two, uh, uh, two other roommates lived in the home but were not attacked and police said they believe they slept through the killings. On Saturday night, police said Chap- Chapin and, and, and Kernoodle we're at a party at a Sigma Chai house on the University of Idaho campus. They returned home 1.45 a.m. on Sunday, November 13th. This guy was stalking them and followed them. More, uh, Mogan and Connors were at a bar called the Corner Club in downtown Moscow that night. They left the bar, stopped at a food truck, and then also returned home about 1.45 a.m., police said. Investigators are confident about the uh, accuracy of Mogan and Congel's uh, Sorry if I'm pronouncing these wrong. Reported whereabouts uh, throughout the night. Witnesses say they saw both women at the club, described as a popular night a nightlife spot for university students, and video footage from the live stream confirmed their visit to the food truck. Leaked screenshots allegedly taken from surveillance cameras and shared widely on uh, online in December appeared to show Mogan because at the nightclub wait the nighttime venue called the Corner Club at around 1:30 a.m. on November 13th. Moscow police seemed to recognize wait Moscow police seemed to recognize that leaked images were circulating in an update shared on December 27th at the time the department said they could not verify the authenticity of any media items related to the murder case that are not released through official public records. But authorities have acknowledged that there were gaps in the timeline of Chap- Chapin and Carnoodle's evening, the details of which were somewhat unclear. Um, the two surviving roommates who lived in the house were out separately in Moscow and returned home by 1 a.m. on November 13th, according to police. Neither of the surviving roommates were publicly identified for weeks after the murders took place until the duo shared a letter in a memorial service in early December. The timing of, of multiple calls to the cell phone of Kylie Congley's ex-boyfriend placed the murder sometime after 3 a.m. The coroner said that the victims were likely asleep. Some had defensive wounds and each person was stabbed multiple times. There was no evidence of sexual assault, said police. An investigator said in court documents. And said, so usually, like, okay, so sexual assaults. A lot of times, a stalker won't sexually assault the person he's obsessed over. Um, basically, what that stalker does is he kills the person that he's obsessed over so nobody else can have that person. Hey, I should be an investigator myself. Uh, an investigator said in court documents on sealed Thursday, January 5th, that a woman who lived at the home awoke to the sound of crying that night to find a masked man in black clothing who walked past her and towards a sliding glass door. 
The unidentified housemate who was who wasn't harmed in the attack told authorities. See, I'd be questioning the shit out of this because this guy just murdered four fucking people, and and you're gonna allow somebody uh, who's still alive in the house to to live, um, in order to tell their story. It doesn't make sense, especially a guy who 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 he he's a fucking PhD in criminology. Uh, attack told authorities she opened her second floor door at around 4 a.m. here, you know, after hearing the crying, and then stood in frozen shock as a man whom she didn't recognize walked past her. The police investigator said she then went back into her room and locked the door. The investigator, Moscow, Idaho Police Corporal Brett Payne, also said that Kornberger's DNA was found on a knife sheath at the crime scene, according to an affidavit he wrote. Agents recovered trash from the Kornberger family residence in Albrightsville, Pennsylvania on December 27th and sent evidence to the Idaho State Lab to be tested. The next day, a DNA profile obtained from the trash was compared to the DNA profile obtained on the sheath. Uh, at least 99.9998% of the male population would be expected to be uh, excluded from the possibility of being the suspect's biological father. The affidavit said. Mm, surveillance footage. Hold on. Mm, got a little hang down there. I don't know. Alright. Surveillance footage captured. Sorry, man. I told you. I don't fucking do any kind of... You'll hear everything I do in this. I fart. I burp. I don't give a shit. Surveillance footage captured near the home showed a white sedan. Later identified as a Hyundai Elantra. Let me um really quick look at something here. And I'll tell you, I just want to see my time, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really going on and on and on with this story, ain't I? Let's see what I got here. Ooh, I better get fucking moving on this one, huh? I'm getting close. Anyway, launcher driven by the home several times in the early morning hours of November 13th. Returning uh, a fourth time about 4.04 a.m. The car was not spotted on surveillance cameras leaving King Road 16 minutes later. At a high rate of speed, Payne wrote the same car was later spotted on a different camera heading towards Pullman. Uh, you know, instead of continuing with this fucking story, because it is very long, um, we're going to leave it there. Because most of you know the story and ha what happened, what unfolded. Um, I called it before this guy was even fucking caught. Like I said, I, I said it probably was a fucking stalker to, to, to a local cop at, at around here. And he kind of agreed. He's like, yeah, probably, you know, usually these kind of things are that of local stalkerish type type situations. Um, and, and there it is for you. I mean, there's the guy's caught. He was a fucking stalker, no matter how you slice it. But I just can't understand how there was surviving people in the house that were not touched. They weren't harmed whatsoever by this guy. This guy murdered four people. I mean, that's, I'd be questioning the shit out of how the hell are you still alive? If this guy murdered four people and he walked past you and he saw you, he didn't try to kill you because there's, I, I noticed a guy. If, if a guy walked past my house robbing shit and I, I'm downstairs, I get a view of this person and they can walk by. I don't care, mask or not. There was a lanky man, six foot three. You know, I, I caught this on him or that on no, like you figure, especially a guy with a, a degree in criminology would have fucking took them out too. It doesn't make sense. But I don't know. Let, let's let the police do the, the work here because this is just my opinion. Like I said, I, 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 I don't know. I'm glad that they found somebody and they found some DNA and they, they got something. This doesn't make anything right. This is not good for the, God, this ain't going to, you know, 
bring the family to being like, oh, we got justice. No, no. they want their kids back. They care less about the justice of this guy. You know, God, you could hang this guy by his fucking dick in, 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 a, in Times Square and let these people throw rocks and shit at him, and it still wouldn't make better for their kids not being there. I, I know that because I have kids. I don't care. If somebody hurt my kids that way, killed my kids that way, I, oh, I would go after them to kill them. Like, watching that movie, A Time to Kill, yeah, that would absolutely be me for the fact that, yeah, you just took my life away. But you know what? It, honestly, after murdering the person myself, killing the person, even if I grabbed them by their nuts and I squoze their nuts till they fucking popped and, 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 and punched a guy nine million times and, and gave this guy total pain, I, I still wouldn't feel that my, my, it, it wouldn't be grieving enough. Like it's, it's not enough, you know, it, it wouldn't be sad. It wouldn't be satisfying enough to me for the death of my child. Like now I, I just, mm -hmm. <sighs> I don't know, but that's what I mean. Like, but we'll let this guy go through trial. We'll spend thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars on this guy's trial in taxpayer money and on his life. And then when he's, he's put, he's not going to be put to death. He'll be, Put in a jail cell for the rest of his life to rot. That you know, it'll give him, we're giving him twenty life sentences. Okay, so he's never getting out of jail, but he'll be fed for the rest of his life. We'll be in a heated and air conditioned building where he he can continue to live his life. Oh, but he'll think about it the rest of his life being in that cell. You know what? He's alive. He's alive. You give him a date. Like, look, we're gonna let you live for a week. You got one week. And we're, we're killing you. We're going to hang you. Let him live that week thinking about what he did and then hang his fucking ass. In in, in the middle of, okay, you got the Idaho University or whatever. You know, you, you take him to, to Utah, you know, and you, you, where the Utah Jazz play in, in its stadium. And you sell tickets to this. And you say, we're going to hang him in the middle of Utah fucking Jazz. We're selling tickets at $100 a pop. Okay. It would pack the stadium to fuck in. You give three quarters or half of that to the victims' families, and then you take the other half and you you help the economy. There's a there's a there's a there's an ideology there, Joe Biden, that probably would work to help build our economy back up. You know what would else it would help do? It would make fucking criminals think twice about the crimes they commit. Hmm. Circumstances. You know, what are the circumstances in, in the, or I'm sorry, not circumstances. I'm using the wrong word there. It, you know, the consequences. I'm sorry, not circumstances, consequences. What are the consequences to me committing this crime? Wow. I could be hung in the fucking middle of fucking Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia for, you know, thousands of people to watch. Or, you know, in the middle of fucking the, the, the link where the Eagles play. And, and, you know, it wouldn't, again, no matter what you do to the person wouldn't be just justifiable for the family's loss. It wouldn't be. But it's something. And it could help a lot of different things. Like I said, it might lower the crime rate for these people knowing exactly what the fuck could happen if you commit a crime. <sighs> hmm. Anyway, with that being said, let's talk about something a little, little bit different. Let's talk about the border crisis and Joe Biden and him t going down the fucking thing. I got to play something for you guys really quick, just so you get an idea of what I'm going to fight with you about on this border fucking crisis situation. Now, Joe Biden, we all know, he just went down and he visited the southern border for the first time in his presidency, people. Two years into his presidency, and he just 
visited the southern border. Oh, but Kamala Harris has been there a couple times. That's what I'll hear from my left. I, I've already heard it from the left, and I went, really? Still nothing's being done. There's nothing being done, okay? These people are just pouring in by the fucking thousands. The guy quoted during his fucking run for presidency in his, you know, in his debates, uh, in his Democratic debates with other Democrats, one of his fights was rush to the fucking border because he's going to open it wide up for everybody to just walk in and seek asylum. And if you think I'm kidding about that, I've already took it to the next level. I wrote this in my Facebook page, my personal one. I don't know if anyone is watching World News Tonight tonight, but Joe Biden is visiting the southern border tomorrow for the first time since he took presidency. He just called for people not to rush to the border, but to do it legally. What, Joe? What? During his run for presidency, he literally called out to immigrants to rush to the border for asylum because he was going to open it wide up. This guy is an absolute dipshit, okay? In that, I decided I'm going to post both links so that way you can hear it for yourselves. Let's, we immediately let's talk about it. Let's talk border. about this. Hold All on. Let's talk about this. Let's rewind this again. I would, in fact, make sure that there is. We immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Okay. So let's go to this. Trump secure the border when he started to build the wall? Question for y'all people. Get me? What are we doing that again? Wait, but now that he's doing it two years later, it's okay. And she's a fucking nitwit. Yeah, tell us, Jeff. To seek new opportunities. Is that what they do? What is the strongest economy in the world? Oh. Can't blame them one and do it. They flee oppression. <laughs> Hold on for a minute. I got to stop this right now. We're talking about the southern border, Joe. Okay? Ain't one of them motherfuckers coming across going to cure cancer. Ain't one of them motherfuckers coming across going to win a Nobel Peace Prize. They're not. Okay? They bring nothing to the fucking table whatsoever except fucking problems in this country by working under the table by fucking living fucking 15 to a house and 25 to a fucking car come on joe 
They're fucking nothing but a fucking burden on the American economy, and you know it as well as I know it. Secondly, the amount of fucking fentanyl and the drugs that are coming in across that fucking border at the South is astronomically fucking huge. And it's killing our citizens. Why are we allowing this to happen? Why? Oh, that's right, because you told these people to surge the border because you're going to open it wide up so they can seek asylum. Makes no sense, Joe, because literally right after you did that and you became president and then you signed that executive order to to completely open the southern border up to wipe out President fucking Donald Trump's fucking executive order that was building the fucking wall to actually stop illegal immigration or at least try to listen. I know that the fucking wall wasn't going to completely stop it, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to slow it the fuck down. We're trying to get these people to do things legally. Come to the fucking door and knock first and say, hey, I'd like to come in and do this by the book. But no, Joe Biden just surge across. I'm going to open it up wide open. So then a couple months later, after he signs this executive order, all of a sudden he calls a crisis on himself. What an absolute disgrace of a fucking presidency we have right now, but yet there are still... Idiots out there, yes, idiots. Anybody who voted for him and his administration are fucking idiots. And anybody who would vote for him again, you are even more retarded than fucking I thought you were. Okay? But let's continue. This is a long video. I can't play this whole video. But I'd love to find where he fucking says, you know, not to, not to just surge. In a, Mexico has agreed to allow up to, re, to return up to 30,000 persons per month <laughs> flow of immigration to expand. This guy's trying, he's trying to backtrack himself so much, but the other night watching the news, and the news, you know how world news tonight is, they come in and they just put their little fucking sound bits in there, and the sound bit came right out of his mouth that night, and it's in that, that it just you have to listen to that, just download it from ABC World News Tonight about a week ago. Oh, excuse me. He literally says, please, don't just rush to the border. Let's do things legally. What? Come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. You fucking told everybody to rush to the border. This guy is an absolute dip shit. So this is from the New York Times. Going to really quick be with this one because I'm really running out of time here really fast. I think I can fit this one in. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Sorry. I'm I'm, I'm trying to backtrack. 53. Oh God, I'm getting there. Uh, listen, if you love my podcast, if you like listening to this seriously, like me, follow me, tell your friends about it. That's the only way this thing's going to continue to go. I just do this. I vent. That's what I'm doing. I'm venting. And if you like me and you want to talk to me, unrealpodcast101 at gmail.com. That's how you get a hold of me. That's the only way you're getting a hold of me because I really don't want to give any more information out. I don't want to do anything. I have an Instagram. I have a fucking a Facebook. You can find me on there. Just look it up. Look up Unreal Podcast or look up, you know, shooting the shit. You'll find me. And, and you'll see little, I, I post little memes, dumb little shit. Sometimes I'll tell you that there's a new podcast to listen. But really quick, this one from the New York Times. El Paso, okay? President Biden on Sunday made his first visit to the border since taking office, arriving at a city swamped by migrants amid a historic surge in illegal immigration and anger from both parties about how he is handling it. In a brief visit to El Paso's busiest crossing and a migrant services support center, Mr. Biden uh, acceded to demands by Republicans that he make the trip 
He had not taken for two years. But as he arrived in El Paso, he found himself under siege from all sides. Democrats and human rights activists demanded his new enforcement plan as a humanitarian disgrace. Republicans blasted his delay in coming to the border they say is wide open to illegal immigration, which it is. And Mexican officials who are preparing to welcome him to a summit uh, of North American leaders on Monday warn that his proposals will cross a red line for them. The number of migrants uh, apprehended trying to illegally cross the 2,000-mile border with Mexico has hit a record high in the 12 months leading up to to last October. The Border Patrol encountered 1.7 million migrants trying to cross illegally, the highest number since 1960. Officials said overall crossings have dipped. Uh, Some during the holiday season in December, but they said they expected the numbers to rise again quickly in the coming months. That's all from the New York Times. Even the New York Times basically is saying, we have a fucking problem here. And this is all created by Joe Biden and his administration's policies on border fucking safety and border control. He has none. He literally said he was opening up the border wide open so you can come seek asylum because he thinks everybody should be able to. Then he has the fucking audacity to sit there and say, these people are going to bring opportunity, bring this. It's going to give them opportunity. No, it doesn't, Joe. What? To fucking mow lawns and to fucking hang drywall? Come on. Yet you'll put a fucking... A, a, a scientist from Germany or a fucking physicist from fucking India, you'll make him go through a rigorous fucking venting process to get him in here, make him become a fucking legal citizen, so on and so forth. But these fucking people could cross it, no problem. Bringing fentanyl into your country. The system's fucking broken, and Joe Biden does not want to fix it. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care that you pay $5 a fucking gallon for gasoline. He doesn't care that your last oil bill for your fucking house to fill your oil tank was $1,000 for a month. He doesn't give a shit. You want to know why? He's a big oil guy with big oil money. The guy has investments in big oil. Proven fact, that fucking Hunter Biden worked for Burisma, the biggest fucking oil company in the world, or one of the biggest oil companies in the world, if not the biggest oil company in the world, okay? He worked for fucking Burisma. Knowing nothing about big oil, knowing nothing about business, he has no background in any of it, but he made a very fucking lucrative living. Did he not? Okay, so when you have a guy who has his fucking hands and his money, you know, his investments are in big oil, it's fucking more lucrative for him to keep importing it with your fucking taxpayer monies over to here and then charging you fucking astronomical amounts of money for gasoline, for fucking heating oil, for diesel fuel. It's going to fill his fucking pockets and his investments because if he would be fucking drilling here on our land to make us energy independent, it would bring down his investments. You know it. I know it. Everybody fucking knows it except for the assholes that want to follow this guy and think he's fucking actually doing a good job. He's not. Okay. Donald Trump was a fucking corrupt businessman on corrupt business deals. I get it. He never screwed me over on a business deal. He never screwed over anybody I know on a business deal. He screwed over other businessmen. Whoever he might have screwed over, that's the fight between him and them. On the other hand, Joe Biden has been a politician for 48 fucking years, making money on my tax dollar. He's a corrupt fucking politician getting rich off of your tax dollar. So what is fucking more of a problem? Think about this, people. Are you more pissed off at Donald Trump for what he has to say? 
his his fucking demeanor. Oh my god, he grabs women by the pussy. So what? He wasn't stealing money from fucking you. He was just stealing money from other businessmen. But you got Joe fucking Biden who you think, oh my god, quote, he's helping us. He's going to save us stealing money from your fucking dollar. People, until next time, I, I you know what? I'm getting a little upset. I got had to vent that one out. This is shooting the shit. If you like me, fucking tell your friends. Let everybody know. Unreal Podcast 101 at gmail.com. That's how you get a hold of me. I love doing this, but I'm not going to be doing this like I used to do it, not once a week. I'm going to do it whenever I fucking feel like talking about something. And if you want to listen to me, listen to me. If you don't, you don't. If you have something to say to me, seriously, email me. I'll fucking listen to it. I'll read it on here and I'll and I'll answer your questions or answer your venting to me. All right. Until next time, people, stay fucking patriotic. Get out and vote because that's the only thing we can do. All right. Love you. Adios.